Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki, and you're listening to Entrepreneur Circle, Eric Cabral. On this episode, everything on Town Square is based on the deal. I can't come to you, in other words, Eric, and say, hey, I have this deal or I have a question about a property in New Jersey. Will you help me with it? That should stay on Bigger Pockets. Go to Bigger Pockets to talk about real estate. Everything on Town Square is deal by deal, property by property based. And we do it that way and we stay steadfast in that mission because I think that connections can be formed much more deeply if it's all based on the deal. Hey there, folks, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Circle, where we built a community that shares lessons learned throughout our journeys, celebrate wins, our eureka moments, and embrace the F word, meaning failure, which I've come to realize that failure is success in progress. I'm Eric Cabral, your host, a husband, a father of two brilliant girls, and I've been called a heart-centered entrepreneur by my peers and mentors. My mission in life is to make the world a better place, one mic at a time. So I'm happy and humble to have you join in on that mission. And I hope that by the end of the show, we would have added value in your life. So if you're ready to jump into the circle, let's get to it. Hey, I'm so glad you're here because I don't often get the opportunity to share with you exactly what I do and what we do here at On Air Brands. So we help the folks in our community and our clients to launch a podcast and then produce them on a weekly basis. We also help to promote each episode with close to a dozen social media posts that consist of quote cards, sound bites, and video clips. And then we post them for you on your socials automatically. So if you're a business owner with a ton on your plate and a podcast just seems super overwhelming, I get it. We don't need one more thing to worry about. So let me and my team at On Air Brands do the heavy lifting each week so that you can focus on what you do best, which is to build your business, have more time to pour into your family and your community, or just plain chill and recharge. So feel free to email me at eric at On Air Brands so that we can book time together to chat about how we can align with your mission and how you can align with ours, which is to make the world better one mic at a time. Now back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of The Entrepreneur Circle. I'm your most happy and humbled host, Eric Cabral. And I am so glad you're here because I have an amazing individual that's going to knock your socks off because uh, he's doing some amazing things in the real estate industry and he's really disrupting what's going on. Uh, I want to welcome Paul Wackham to the show. Did I pronounce your name correctly? It doesn't matter. Wake him. No, wack give it to me. Joaquin. Wake him. How, how do people yeah, normally say it? Wake, wake him. Like wake him up. Wake him up. That's what I need to do. I need to wake up and say his name correctly. <laughs> Dudes and and gals who are listening, who I often give advice on podcasting. I did a rookie move right there, where I did not ask Paul how to pronounce his name. That's typically what I would do, and what we should all do before you all hit good. record. And then I hit it, and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I didn't ask Paul how to pronounce Wake him." Wake him up. That's right. That's right. right. Wake him up. Now you'll never forget, folks. But uh, Paul Hales from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He's the co-founder 
of Town Square. He's also the CEO. And what Town Square is, and it's spelled T-W-R-S-Q-R, if anyone wants to look for it, you can find out more about this real estate tech startup that's devoted to breaking down the barriers of the real estate industry by providing homeowners and real estate professionals, investors, full control over all of the connections that they make within their real estate transactions. Town Square has reimagined how the real estate process for buyers and sellers and agents and investors should work versus how it's currently working. And we all know anyone who's in real estate, it's a hot mess. It's outdated (laughs) and it needs a shakeup. It needs something like what Paul and his team are currently doing. So welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me, Eric. Yeah, I'm excited to be here talking to you. And yeah, you're chipper. You're not you're not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, folks. Yeah, just a little behind the scenes. Um, I was late to this 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 uh interview. It's like, Paul, I'm so sorry. I thought it was at eleven o'clock. And then um I was like, Yeah, I need coffee. I need coffee. I need to wake <laughs> up. But yeah, I think the burpees and the 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 squat thrusts it's got That's perked right. up. But brother, let's start the show with uh with you and your Eureka moment, a major pivot in life or business. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks for asking. I think it's a really great question to have on all your shows and uh, I enjoy answering it. The Eureka moment that I had was probably back in 2017. <clears throat> At the time, I was running a real estate photography company with my girlfriend, now my wife. And I was driving around taking photos of homes that were coming up for sale for real estate agents. And I was dipping my toe quickly into the water of real estate investing. And at the time, I was also a licensed agent, just trying to immerse myself in everything about real estate and then really got deep into the world of real estate investing. And my eureka moment, my light bulb moment, as dumb as it may be, has shaped the last five, six years of my life. And I say as dumb as it might be because it's pretty obvious. That is, I realized that there is no real estate without a seller. In other words, if there's not a a person who's motivated to sell their property, then there's no real estate. So if you can find the people that are interested in selling their property, well, then you can control, quote unquote, control the entire real estate transaction. So starting in 2017, late 2017, I should say, I decided that I would try to learn how to code so that I could figure out how to predict who was going to sell their house next. And I had this idea that, you know, at the time, algorithms and artificial intelligence and machine learning was like really coming into the lexicon of the everyday person, um, at least on podcasts that I was listening to. And I got some sprinklings of prop tech people on podcasts, podcasts that I was listening to and data and finding motivated sellers and using all the resources that are available to real estate investors was really becoming a big part of real estate investing and what I was listening to and what I was reading. So I took it upon myself to learn how to code in Python and create a very, very, very rudimentary garbage algorithm to predict who was going to sell their house next in my small 
pocket of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so that I could buy homes as a real estate investor or find people that wanted to sell to help them sell their home as a real estate agent or to provide leads to my real estate agent photography clients. Um, so that was my eureka moment was, ah, there is no real estate without a seller. Yeah, it seems so rudimentary. You're right. Um, and when you said it, you know, I jotted it down. I'm like, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> we literally yeah. put up our house for sale um, last summer, and and the morning of, or even the night, the night of, my wife got cold feet. Said, pull it off, like don't even yeah. push the button <laughs> to market it. Yeah, and it would was, it was a time, dude, where it was like 40, 45 percent, um, yeah, uh, profit. And you're right. There's no real estate available unless the seller is ready and willing to 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 let it go. It's a very emotional state. Um, for those of us who are in real estate that um, have a- acted as a wholesaler in instances where you can get what we call pocket deals in the industry, meaning like it's not on the market, it's not on the MLS, it's word of mouth, and you're getting it before it goes out in the interwebs. Um, it's very difficult, right, to find those people. So, with your process and what you're creating, um, sort of does some magic, <laughs> for lack of a better word, in terms of identifying who those people are. Because old school, for those of you who are listening that are real estate investors and have experienced this, sending out hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of letters old school in the mailbox. So is that something that you guys speak to or address when in talking to investors? Um, so it was. So the the story goes that I had that eureka moment. Uh, I created a very rudimentary algorithm and found a couple houses that we could talk about if you'd like that became my first real estate investments, like my true first real estate investments. Um, and then I met my co-founder, our CTO, my great friend, and at the time, my rock climbing buddy. Uh, his name is Mitch. I met him in 2019. And from 2019 to the middle of 2020, uh, as the pandemic was really in full force, we were laser focused on improving that algorithm that I had built and really built rebuilding it all together under Mitch's direction. Um, but then in 2020, all of the data that the algorithms were based on got so messed up that we totally pivoted away from the world of algorithms and predicting who was going to sell and becoming a pure software as a service, a SaaS product that's membership-based. Um, and it, whenever we made that pivot, we pivoted from predicting who was going to sell for real estate investment purposes to going into the world of retail real estate. So we were in the in the business of predicting who was going to sell so that we could send out the most targeted letters and the most targeted um, <clears throat> text messages, cold calls, any kind of marketing uh, that a regular real estate investor would do. But like I said, that really only lasted for a year and a half from 2019 to 2020. Uh, and then we had to pivot. We had to move out of that space because COVID just screwed up all the data and our algorithm was no more. Mm, gotcha. Okay. So there's two pivotal moments, right? two eureka moments in that. Uh, yeah. you, you, you sort of transition from, you know, becoming a, the, having this photography, real estate photography business to then creating these algorithms, which is a brilliant idea. And then realizing, yeah, <laughs> this craziness that's happening right now in real estate is not realistic and it's not long, it's not going to be everlasting. So what did you yeah. pivot to? And uh, what are some of the things you started to discover and, and, and realize? 
Yeah. We had this really good idea. I think it's still a brilliant idea. And there are some people out there today that are uh, that have created better businesses than we had. So we went from the prediction space to the retail real estate space, and then we pivoted again to this back to the real estate investing space. But the the pivot that was from prediction to retail real estate was a business that I was super passionate about. We were effectively helping homeowners find real estate agents if they didn't already have a real estate agent in a really creative way. There are some companies like Homelight uh, and oh, I'm forgetting the other one right now, but Homelight is a big one these days that help homeowners find real estate agents. So we went from prediction to helping homeowners find a real estate agent to work with. And then um, I know we're going to talk eventually about my my biggest failure that I learned from going from that retail real estate model where we were helping homeowners find real estate agents to then going back to the re- the real estate investing world. That's where the biggest failure happened. Uh, you know, it was just like a, an utter failure of that retail real estate business that I learned so much from. So I guess uh, three major pivots, maybe <laughs> photography to prediction to retail real estate to back to real estate investing. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot of pivoting and a lot of... Uh... I'm guessing necessary sort of moves in order to survive and and, and totally. create the best product uh, for what the market yep. is asking for and the market is ever shifting, especially over the past few years. Um, so share with us where you are now. What is like the main thing that Town Square is providing its users? Yep, we went from that retail real estate model. We realized looking at our KPIs later than my co-founder and I and our team would have liked. We realized this thing just isn't working. And we decided to go back to our roots of real estate investing. That's what I I keep referencing. So today, quote unquote, going back to our roots of real estate investing, today, Town Square is a marketplace for real estate investors to connect with one another and do deals with one another like they do in the real world, but in an online deal-based network. Um, So we're connecting or helping to connect real estate investors to one another on a deal by deal basis. And it is pretty much exclusively for real estate investors. Agents are welcome to come on the platform and try to find a property for their buyers, but we are laser focused on the the wild, wild west or the last frontier of real estate, as I call it, that is off-market real estate. Yeah. Okay. So let me um, paint a scenario. I'm someone that comes into the Town Square platform and I have uh, an off-market deal speaking to a seller. Maybe it's a neighbor or somebody, and uh, you know, a friend of a friend's uncle or grandmother. Sure. It's a three-bedroom, one-bath. She wants to sell it to me for 80K right, off the market. Yep. And um, what do I do? I, I go to the Town Square and then I put the deal in and then I find a bunch of people who would be interested in buying this and potentially flipping it because I just want to just offload it. Like I want to sell it for 90. Yeah. Say. yeah. Yeah. So a couple different things that you could do. You could 
take that property and purchase it yourself, you know, own, hold title on the property and then bring it to the platform as an owner. Um, that's what we have a lot of people do on Town Square. But then also what you're referring to is we also have people use it in a, in a wholesale scenario where they get your your neighbor or your aunt or whoever it might be to agree to an $80,000 sale price. And then the contracts are written such that you have the ability to find a partner or market the property prior to closing to find another buyer who is willing to purchase at a price above 80,000. So to use your example of 90,000, you could come to Town Square, post that property, whether it's under your ownership or under contract for $90,000. And you can do a couple different things once the property is on Town Square. You can post it to our marketplace. That's the most basic thing. You can then upload a list of anybody that's in your network. We call it a buyer's list or a contact list um, that you think might be interested in this property because real estate investors usually know other real estate investors because there's really no community except for bigger pockets for these people to connect online. So you can upload that list of contacts within your network and you can send your beautifully formatted, professionally structured post to your real estate investor contacts to see if anybody's interested on Town Square. We have the ability with some fancy email technology that we've built for you to send out your deal directly through Town Square. So that's the second thing you can do. Third thing is you can go to other real estate investors on Town Square and say, hey, Paul, it looks like you have uploaded a list of 2,000 people in the New Jersey market that could be interested in this property. Can we partner on this property? Can we share in the profits? I'll share my profits with you if one of your buyers in your network expresses interest and finally closes on the property. Um, so that sharing of your deal or doing a joint venture as it's known in the off market or I'm sorry, in the offline world is, uh, is also possible possible on Town Square. So those are the three things, posting on the marketplace, sending to your contacts, and then leveraging other users' contacts to your own advantage. I love that. Yeah, it, it sounds like such a hybrid of all these things. Because Before you even mentioned bigger pockets, I was thinking, man, this would be such a cool piece of technology that was baked into tech. Right? That's missing. People do it on the forums already, but there's you can't pitch or sell or do things as what you're talking about it, within bigger pockets. It doesn't, you know, Align with their guidelines, yeah. um, but who's the, to say like bigger pockets wouldn't acquire Town Square and say, "Hey, we maybe. need this baked in, right?" <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, Scott, were you listening? I'm like thinking like <laughs> yeah. who, who's in the lead right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. were you going to say there, Paul? I, I was going to say, uh, and I apologize for interrupting you, but you know, we thought deeply about bigger pockets as we were creating Town Square because when we were creating the other iterations of Town Square, we had companies like Homelight that we would be competing with. And like, I don't want to do the exact same business model as somebody else because, you know, it's just, I don't want to create a forum for real estate investors because that's been done pretty much perfectly by bigger pockets. So whenever anybody asks, you know, what differentiates you guys from bigger pockets because you coin yourself as a network for real estate investors, I say, Everything on Town Square is based on the deal. 
I can't come to you, in other words, Eric, and say, hey, I have this deal or I I have a, a question about a property in New Jersey. Will you help me with it? That should stay on bigger pockets. Go to bigger pockets to talk about real estate. Everything on Town Square is deal by deal, property by property based. And we do it that way and we stay steadfast in that mission because I think that connections can be formed much more deeply if it's all based on the deal. That is, if I come to you with a a rockin' property that you know your buyers or that you're interested in purchasing yourself, our professional connection or not and our professional relationship will be so much deeper because I'm bringing you a solid deal, not just a, a newbie question that I could have found if I just used the search bar. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So are you saying that there's less of those newbie questions and activity and you know people trying to learn on there? It's more about like, if you have a deal or you have something under contract or you're very close, like that's, that's next phase. Like that's the next level past what, what's happening on bigger pockets. Even more so than what you suggested. You can't communicate with somebody on town square unless it's on the, the premise of a deal. You have to have a post and share it with another user in order for that line of communication to be opened. I have no ability for hypothetical example purposes, I have no ability to go knock on your door, Eric, and say, hey, let's talk about real estate. I have to bring a deal to you or you have to bring a deal to me in order for that communication to even be started. Mm, I love it. So let's say I walk over to my neighbor's house, Paul. Yeah, let's call him Paul. And um, and I have presented deals to my neighbors, by the way. <laughs> nice. And I nice. would literally <laughs> come with a folder, like with the pro forma and everything, right? Because I'm a, I'm in a you know relatively well to do neighborhood, and they they all want to invest. They they all have W twos full time, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? I see you're doing real estate. So here's yeah. the deal. So, but their door won't open when I knock on it unless they see I have a folder that that's that says right. deal in progress. <laughs> this is worth looking at, <laughs> right? And then that's that's what's happening in Town Square. Do you offer? Um, so anyone who's listening to this. Um, I'm, 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 I'm imagining myself as one of those, uh, folks in our community. And, um, I'm like, man, I wonder if Paul does a demo or is there a video where he's walking through and I could see his screen? Cause obviously we can't do that here in the podcast, but do you provide that for people who have questions, want to test drive it by seeing, you know, what's the best way for them to kind of get a feel for it? Yeah, yeah. So we have all the resources available. And by the time this comes out, there will be even more resources available than there currently are. Um, you can you can contact our team anytime. Our entire site is based on intercom. So you can use the little intercom bubble in the bottom right-hand corner to chat with my team and I anytime, <clears throat> anytime with any question for any reason. But then in terms of videos, our entire YouTube channel is filled with breakdowns and questions answered and everything you could ask for and more uh, under to understand the platform and how all of the different features work. What's the channel on YouTube? How can people find that? It's just T-W-N-S-Q-R. Okay. Yeah. We'll make sure to put that in in the notes for you folks who are driving or doing something where you can't get to it right now. Uh, so, that dude, I'm fascinated. And I, you know, I know we could devote the whole episode to this. Uh, but if you do have more questions, folks, and you're listening to this, definitely reach out to Paul. But I do want to get into some of what Paul's doing. He's got some personal things that are very interesting as well. Um, that I want to sort of shed some light on and 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 dig a little deeper. So yeah, let's um, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as we logged in, folks, just paint a little picture for you. Um, very handsome man, Paul was fixing his man bun, 
And uh, and I saw his. I was like, oh damn! I didn't know I bought. I bought tickets to the gun show. Like the dude oh, is, is 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 He's he's racked. So I was like, dude, what do you do? And you're like, I just do. Um, what do you say you do? You just do squats. I'm like, what do you do for those? What do you do for the arms? And you're like, yeah, kettlebells. So, but then we started going even deeper. And I'm I'm super interested in what you're doing right now. How long have you been living in Airbnbs? Uh, it's been since. Oh, the beginning of May, end of April, 2022. Um, my, my wife and I, we grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, started businesses there. That's where I've done all of my real estate investing. It's where, it's where I started Town Square. And then we moved to Boulder, Colorado and enjoyed Colorado, enjoyed the Mountain West more than I can even put into words. Uh, and then, we kind of got tired of Boulder. Boulder's a, a crazy town. Uh, average home sale price is, I think, right now, 1.35 million. And it's just like, it's inaccessible, but it's also great in some ways because it's inaccessible. But we decided Boulder wasn't the place for us and decided that let's see where we want to settle down. We want to see a bunch of different parts of the Mountain West that we hadn't seen before. So uh, Town Square has been remote since day one. And we decided to pick up and travel around and live in Airbnbs for a month to three months at a time. And we're currently down in the middle of nowhere, southern Utah, um, by Zion National Park in a little tiny town that I hope no one comes to visit because it's so beautiful is called Kanab. Wow, that's amazing, dude. So yeah. it's it's such a wonderful uh, time that we're work we're living in now, where this stuff is readily available, you know, thanks to technology and our phones and just accessibility. And and for people Definitely. who never realized that they could turn their home into a business, you know, especially if they have multiple homes, which is, I'm guessing, where you're staying. There's people that own the property and have multiple properties. If not, that's their business. Um, or yep. maybe it's their second or third home. But um, now you get to experience life, right? Uh, in, yep. in a way that 20, 30, 50 years ago, it wasn't even really an option. Like people were not, yeah, leaving their homes open for 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 strangers to come stay for three, four, <laughs> five months like this. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah, so, we we fully always furnished, say that there's right? like these homes. That's right. Yeah, totally yeah. fully furnished. We we're in a a three bedroom, two bathroom uh, ranch house in Kanab, Utah. That was it's cheaper for us to be here for a month than it was for us to rent. Um, pretty much anywhere in Colorado. So, uh it's great. Wow. And it's it's interesting that like the the feeling that um living in the town gives you and like being in an Airbnb versus a hotel gives you. My my wife and I have commented on this before that like whenever you go to the grocery store, whenever you go to the deli or get a cup of coffee, for some reason people can tell if you're living in a hotel or if you're in a hotel, people are like, you're not from here. Like, where are you from is the first question you get. But then people are like, how long have you lived in Kanab? Whenever we yeah. show up at the grocery store, we were in uh, we were in Montana and people are like, how long have you lived in Bozeman? Like, we don't live here. We've only been here for a month or two. Uh, and Airbnb kind of like just gives you the, that air about yourself that makes you feel like a local and ingrain you in the community. We've, we've really enjoyed it. And thankfully, it's been great for business. I can lock myself away uh, and let my wife do her business and I'll do Town Square just uh, back here in my little hole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's great, dude. You're you're absolutely right. Um, when people move or think about moving to Indiana, that a lot of that happened, you know, over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, 
you know, mass exodus from 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 the major cities. Um, I was always recommending to any of our friends or family that were like, I'm going to Florida or Texas or Tennessee, wherever they wanted to move. I was yeah. like, go stay at an Airbnb. That's what we did for like two months in Florida yeah. to get a vibe for what you said, uh, the the local culture, the townies, you know, all the people right. that um, you can really get a good idea of what it will feel like and be like to live there. So mm-hmm. um, it's great what you're doing, man. Congratulations. Uh, Thank keep you. doing it. As long as you can. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I we're 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 fully embracing the remote first tech startup lifestyle. Uh we'll see how that goes, but it's going well so far. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about having a company where um there's brick and mortar and you guys can meet, you know, on a on a regular basis because it it, it there's nothing like it in terms of building culture. It's really difficult to build culture uh virtually. I mean, it's not impossible. We do it. Um, we have our weekly calls and stuff and we do exercises and fun things like that. But something about the camaraderie of meeting and sitting next to each other and just like, hey, can you take a look at this? You know, this we'll figure it out. There's gonna be some we'll have some some virtual goggles on or something. There you go. <laughs> That's right. If Mark Zuckerberg has anything to say about it, we will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so brother, let's get into the final segment of the show, or semi final final segment of the show called Embrace the F Word, uh, meaning failure. And I know you said you had something already in mind, but uh, yeah, let's 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 learn some lessons through through your failures. Yeah, uh, definitely the, the easiest thing for me to point to is maybe because it's like the, the freshest in my mind, uh, even though it's like a year or so old at this point. In on Halloween <clears throat> 2021, my co-founder and I looked at each other on a Zoom call and said, listen, man, this business is not working. Like we've only worked with 70 or so homeowners in the last year or so. That was the retail real estate business model that we were trying to help everyday homeowners connect with real estate agents to help them sell their property. And we looked at each other and we're like, the KPIs don't look good. We can't keep doing this. We're going to run out of money. We're going to really screw up relationships with our investors. Um, So what can we do? How can we pivot? And from that like hard look in the mirror of this thing is failing, we are headed downhill. We came up with what Town Square has become today. And yeah, I, I couldn't be more grateful for that conversation and for what I learned through 2020 and 2021 of like now I know what it feels like to fail and for a business to not be working so that I can recognize that feeling and recognize those KPIs <laughs> in the future and say, hey, hey, this isn't working. This feels like 2020 and 2021. So we got to get out. We got to get out. We got to do something different. So yeah, I I have learned so much uh, running this technology startup. But by all means, the thing that I learned the most from was having to pivot because I had that hard look in the mirror that things weren't working with that previous business model. Yeah. It, and, and having the courage to, to, to make the change, right. And, and instead of going down with the ship, I was really important. Um, so everything's currently like from what you see, what you gather, uh, you know, KPIs and everything that you're putting together now, you see a, a, a very promising road for, for where town square is going and what it's building and providing. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is KPIs look good. We're we're growing, things are going well. We had some hiccups after relaunching uh, in July of 2022. Um, we totally rebuilt the platform. Um, but what 
what I'm seeing and whenever anybody asks for advice with starting a small company or starting a tech startup, I had a, I was on a podcast recently and a guy had asked me, you know, I have this idea for this tech product. How do I know if I should pursue this idea? And what, what I say is, you know, KPIs are good. Key performance indicators are good for you to follow, but the customers are absolutely everything. You know, in that previous business model, Eric, we had people say, I don't want to pay for this. It's an interesting idea, but I don't want to pay for it. And we were like, okay, okay, it's no big deal. You don't want to pay for it. Eventually, you're going to want to pay for it because you're going to find out that it's so great. And they never did. They never did. So I always say KPIs are good. Pay attention to them without a question, but pay attention to what your customers are saying above all else. And if they're not willing to pay for what you're offering, then you probably don't have a business that's going to work. So I say things are going well today because we're getting closer to the ever elusive product market fit that uh, tech startups are always looking for and always striving to find. And I know that we're getting closer to it because we are building things that our customers say, I want that, I will pay for it. Mm. Yeah. You know you're doing it right when they're they're willing to pay for your service and continue paying it. So are you a, it's a it's an annual fee or a monthly fee? What's the model? Monthly. Monthly and annual, but mostly monthly. Yeah. And do you currently have um, you know a- apps and and desktop and mobile and all these things that are not mobile yet? Um, we have found that real estate investors for selling their properties, they're usually on MailChimp or Constant Contact or creating a landing page for their property on the desktop within a browser on their computer and not so much doing that kind of work on their phone. So there's definitely an app in our cards in the future, but we don't have one right now. We've prioritized the desktop and browser-based UI first. Yeah, it's a lot of data. Uh, <laughs> to weed through when it's on a smaller device, yeah, um, I could see an aspect, you know, where you phase it out. You know, like let's 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 put build the backbone and foundation for an app that's um, forum based or you know community based with yes. with the phases of you know oh phase three or four it's going to be a full blown version of the desktop. But yeah, Definitely. all all. In due time and focus, focus, focus. Dude, I thought that last year was my focus year. Uh-huh. We pivoted a lot of away from a lot of businesses that we were currently that we were working in, that, and then we ten x the business. Uh, short, long story short, with nice. the focus, with the reflection that I was telling you off mic and camera yeah. um, that I was doing in those exercises is that wasn't real focus. It was focusing. This is the year <laughs> of focus because now. What I've come to find is focus is really where you get results, and then you have the very clear vision of what you're current you're you're currently working on, and like just nose to the grindstone. That is it. And I'm just that's speaking because right. that's what I'm currently going through too. As yeah. as I sound, it sounds like you are, and you and Mitch, in terms of like, okay, now we're focused on this. This is the thing yep. that's just gonna be our jam. Exactly, and we wouldn't have been able to get there if we didn't go through. 2020 and 2021 and know what lack of focus or focusing on the wrong thing felt like. So we we now know to focus on this off-market real estate investor marketplace because of all the things that I said. But previously, without that failure, we wouldn't have been able to get here and focus on this vital piece, ideally, of the real estate investor's transaction. Yeah. The failures are almost more important <laughs> than many of the the micro wins anyway. 
Totally. Just learn a ton from it. Oh, yeah. Anything that you're currently listening to, like podcasts you're jamming out on or, or books that have really propelled you and your business? Yeah, I I always come back to I'm not currently listening to it right this second, but probably twice a year, as crazy as that sounds, I'll come back to the most important book of my entire life so far. I'm 29, so it's not like I have a, a whole library of books stacked up hey, in baby. my brain just yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but I always come back to this most important book to me. Uh, and it's called The Nature Fix. <clears throat> so I reread it, re-listened to it uh, two or three months ago. And The Nature Fix is... Are you familiar with it? No, I've never heard of it. No. Okay, cool. So who's, who's the, the Nature author? Fix is written... What's that? The authors? Uh, Florence Williams. Got it. Yep. So the story goes that Florence was living in Boulder, Colorado, where I said I had lived for some time. And then she, because of her husband's job, had to move to DC and had to live in like a typical suburban town with some trees and grass and, you know, how the suburbs look. And Boulder, if you don't know, Boulder is like an island inside of or surrounded by outdoors. It's like the most outdoorsy town in the country. You literally can't build outside of the uh, bounds of Boulder because it's all parks. Like literally everything is parks. So she went from the most outdoorsy town in the country, maybe in the world, to the suburbs of DC and found that there was this very clear, like marked change in her personality and how she was feeling. And she realized that it was because she was no longer surrounded by nature. So the nature fix, getting to the point, is her journey through all the scientific literature and interviewing the leading scientists of today on how nature really affects us and how it can fix parts of our daily lives, our work lives, and really everything that comes up in your life. And I'll tell you what, Eric, it's been without a question, the most pivotal book I think I'll ever read. Maybe maybe there'll be something else that comes along, but I do, I do a couple things. I eat, I sleep, I work out when I can, I spend time with my wife, and I go outside. And as much of those things that I possibly can do outside, I do. Uh, and it has had a humongous impact on my life, the success of Town Square, the success of my relationships, everything. I cannot recommend The Nature Fix enough. Wow. I love that, dude. It's, um, it's only become a recent discovery for me, what you're saying. And I'll read the book, definitely. Sounds, sounds like something right up my alley. Um, but in terms of being out in nature more, and especially yeah. when you're seeking answers, if you have some problems you're trying to solve or there's something going on in life, if you literally just go out for a walk, hopefully in nature, and you, you live in a place where there's, there's some trees and sidewalks. And if not, you know, you could put some headphones on and try to like, you know, there, there's nature stuff, sounds and environments yeah. and atmosphere on YouTube or wherever. Um, yeah. It's a game changer, like you said. It is. The answers, the answers come to you. They they will come to you. And and speaking of vibe, you're 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 talking to me about what I think of is there's an energy you feel when you go into a city, whether it's Philadelphia or New York City, the ones that are close to me. Um, yep. they're definitely definitely a different vibe. And then you go to somewhere like Boulder, Colorado, completely different vibe, and that has a lot to do with nature and the fact for that, sure, right? The people there and 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 just. Yeah, it's, it's, there's yeah. a lot to be said for, for for what you're talking about. So, 
Yeah, cool can't too. recommend the Nature Fix enough. It's one of the best books you'll ever read, and it's it's not like woo woo crap. It's like here's the scientists that are saying mm-hmm. the things that nature does to improve people from the time they're born to old age. So can't recommend yeah. it enough. That's awesome, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. So uh, let's uh, let's close the show here, brother, with um, the one word in which you help people. What's that one word? Partnerships. Partnerships. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Town Square is all about. I've never had any success in my business career if it wasn't for the partnerships that I formed and the connections that were able to be created through those partnerships. So partnerships is what we're laser focused on at Town Square with our network of real estate investors. Yeah. Because that is eventually the wonderful side effect of just having a network is eventually you find partners, you find clients, you find just lifelong friends. Um, that's right. Through through networking, man. It's amazing. And that's how we met. You know, my good friend, Mike that's Simmons. Right. Big shout out to him. Um, and yeah, it's it's something to be said. So I appreciate your your one word and how powerful that could be. That is the outcome of what, you know, you start the conversation and, and, and start building right towards. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's right. Amazing, brother. Amazing. How can people reach out to you? I'm sure they will be very interested in learning more. So how could they learn more? Yep. You can contact me directly anytime via email, just paul at twnsqr.com. You can find Town Square spelled the same way across all social media. I don't really maintain a social media presence. I'm, I am uh, I think I get a little bit too distracted. So I have deleted all of my social media except for LinkedIn. So if anybody wants to connect with me on quote unquote social media, you can find me on LinkedIn, just like your parents. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I found um, you too on LinkedIn. You have a good pl- uh, profile there, but then also... You do podcasts, so that's smart. So if you're out there, you're similar to Paul, you want to be connected in nature more than you know technology, which is ironic because you have a tech company. That's right. Um, but um, no, you're there, though. If you Google Paul uh, Wakeham, then you will find the real guy versus other people who don't really have digital footprints or breadcrumbs that lead to them. So that's yep. important. Very important to at least be active in the podcast community because the podcast community will build you basically your personal brand your 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 company's brand with yep. content that you're putting in sharing out sharing out there so yeah good. i love podcasts yeah keep doing it brother keep doing it thank you you're easy to find even though thank you're not you. active <laughs> yeah that's right it's yeah. good it's it's the right amount i'd rather somebody have to listen to me ramble about technology for 45 minutes than look at my instagram feed of the <laughs> the cool food that i've eaten yeah. <laughs> or whatever dude one recommendation I would have um, is you're active on LinkedIn, at least. Uh, I would share whatever podcast. So when this one airs, you yeah. share it on LinkedIn and other people's podcasts. You share that. And the conversation does start happening within the comments in LinkedIn. It's really good. Um, awesome. It's yes. And helpful. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Definitely can do that. Yeah, brother. So again, your email is paul. At, at com. Town Square spelled without all the vowels. Awesome, brother. Appreciate you, man. And uh, it's good knowing you and um, looking forward to hearing and seeing, seeing more. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. It was great to be on the show. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast 
platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral. And as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle.